0: Welcome, Welcome to, to the Unreal, Unreal Talk Unreal Show with your host, Eric Walker. Walker.
1: Welcome back, everyone, to another episode of Unreal Talk Show with your host, Aaron Scott-Walker. I really appreciate everyone stopping by today because it's a very special episode. Today, we're going to have Jason Edgar, uh, another big part, the the starter of the Oops All Topics podcast network. Uh, He has his own podcast, Oops All Topics, that I highly recommend you check out. He's going to be joining us today as we watch Groundhog Day together. And uh, we highly encourage you to... If you want to watch this movie with us together, we're going to be commentating on it. You're not going to be able to hear the audio from the movie. So the best way to experience this podcast today is if you can find an hour and 45 minutes out of your day to watch the film with us as we commentate on fun facts about the film, uh, the beef between Harold Remus and Bill Murray. We break down some philosophical and theological theories about the movie, and uh, we share some special moments about the film, and we kind of dip into some other topics too. Well, um, to also let you know as well, uh, to go ahead and start the movie at 35 seconds Um, after uh, we get back from our quick break and we bring in Jason Edgar. Uh, So about 35 seconds into, uh, into that transition, go ahead and press play and then you'll be right there with us. Thanks again, everybody, so much for joining us today on Unreal Talk Show on the Oops All Topics Network. Be sure to like, subscribe, and review Oops All Topics and all Oops All Topics content, including Unreal Talk Show at... <clears throat> Excuse me, Podbean or you can also do it on Apple Podcast. Now we're going to dive straight into the breakdown. Let's get it. Every year, an outstanding
2: amount of people lose their teeth. All because of smoking crack. If you want to keep your teeth strong and shiny, there's only one simple thing to do. Don't smoke crack. Smoking crack is bad. So the next time you find yourself with a crack pipe in hand, remember, if you love your teeth, please don't smoke crack.
1: Okay, everyone. We are starting up. Today we have Jason, the man, Edgar. First of his name, Slayer of Dragons. Uh, today we're watching Groundhog Day, and I think it is apropos to watch Groundhog Day, especially right now, considering uh, every day seems to be, kind of be the same right now, yep. especially with us being in quarantine. It's just the I, the days just run over and bleed, and uh, there have been too many times where I haven't even – have you noticed that, Jason? Where like, you don't even know what day it is.
2: Oh, yeah. Um, Sundays kind of feel like Tuesdays, and Columbia Pictures Woman just went off the screen right there. Yes. Speaking of the Groundhog Day, though, yeah, for me it's uh, grocery store slash Instacart, uh, do some grading, uh, work, try to work out. Oh, there's a fourth thing I keep forgetting, but yeah, and it's every single day. It does not change.
1: Yeah, yeah, same same about here. Just wake up, go to work, grab a brush and put on a little makeup. And so
2: Harold Ramis is our director. All right, Bill Murray. Where where is he in your favorite
1: actors? Uh. I mean, he's got to be, got to be top ten. So uh, it's, just,
2: it's for me, it's like the movies in the '80s that he did, both mm-hmm. Ghostbusters, Groundhog Day, but this like Lost in Translation didn't really like it. Yeah, like, I, I, think I don't like an older Bill tipping Murray. point.
1: Like I think that uh I think a lot of actors kind of have that tipping point where you start seeing like, like Adam Sandler. Adam with with, with, with Big Daddy, like I think that once Big Daddy hit you know okay and then he had mr deeds like okay mr deeds was a good movie but you know it was kind of goofy and then he had click and you're like okay click is all right no one
2: remembers click no one ever talks about
1: it no one ever talks about click um so where are you on your screen right now because i, um, I, thought I bill had...
2: murray or eddie Mer- bill murray is doing the weather forecast he just blew the uh <laughs> he just blew this wind away <laughs> where are you at
1: uh I think it might be just oh there, yeah, I, I'm right behind you. There we are. Um even even if our um even if our video feeds a little bit off, it'll still be just fine. Um
2: Altoona. There's an Altoona in Kansas.
1: Altoona, Kansas. There's uh there's a lot of random city names that you would think like, oh, this is unique to our area. Like there's no way that there's another Tulsa out there in the area. Like, oh no, there's actually like five. See, and this also kind of like ruins the the magic of the magic or the of the weatherman transitioning from the green screen to the oh yeah to the desk.
2: This is, I mean, it's not too bad. Dated, kind of looks like an old <coughs> episode of Seinfeld, you know? Yeah, it's yeah, it, it's not
1: terrible, but I mean, you would definitely tell this is not made from the last twenty years.
2: Oh yeah, I mean, it's a classic, man. People yeah, love
1: this movie. Absolutely.
2: All right, they said they wanted to do something. They did not want to have, like, a normal holiday. You ever heard mm-hmm. that before? They didn't want to do Christmas. They didn't want to do Halloween or 4th or even, like, New Year's. Right. Some sort of, like, just, like, milk toasts. Just, I'm going to try to say holiday.
1: Yeah. And they came up with
2: Groundhog Day.
1: <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, you know, we like groundhogs. What do they do? I don't know. Tell when spring's coming. Who, who is this guy? Um. So... <sighs> i can't he's from scary movie uh the uh the second one yeah the second uh, one uh, yeah. Uh-huh. yeah i'm,
2: I'm uh, on imdb
1: let's see <laughs> uh chris elliott chris elliott is his name uh, he no, no wait,
2: wait wait i'm talking about the i'm we're talking about a different person i'm talking about um This guy he was just talking
1: to. Oh, the guy that that was like, you know, I could stay for the five, you know, if you, if you want me to that guy.
2: That's going to bug me. Yeah.
1: Okay. Now originally in the script, this is not how the movie was going to start out. Originally in the script, they had it written to where the, the audience didn't know what was going on until like later in the movie. Like you didn't know. Oh yeah. Like like it, it was they literally just jumped into like him starting Groundhog Day, and then you were supposed to figure it out out like along the lines. But thank God they changed that.
2: All right, so they're they're going to Punxsutawney. Um, what was I gonna say about uh, <laughs> crap. I had something thoughtful to say. Damn it. Oh well, let me look at my articles here. Oh okay. Let's talk about religion here for a second. Do you know what uh, Harold Ramis says that this movie you could describe it as? What does it say? Buddhist ish And you mm. all know, Oops All Topics Network listeners, I'm a big fan of Buddhism. And so once we get in here, I'll try to sprinkle in some Buddhism thoughts. Um, but I have not studied samsara But samsara is the idea of rebirth, almost like whenever you die, you turn into a, butterfly or something like that and go right away. i've not gotten that deep into buddhism i'm doing sure. like the groundwork stuff but uh, what did you uh did, what did you research on um uh, on that on any sort of like religion or oh
1: yeah so um i mean a lot of people like so harold remus in general got a lot of um like media response from this movie specifically um because just a lot of religious groups saw it and immediately took it as like some form of religious commentary um for one there's a there's a theory that punks phil is actually jesus christ resurrected <laughs> um in uh, film critic uh, michael bronski uh noted the jesus-like the Christ-like attributes assigned to Punxsutawney uh, Phil. So um, there's a theory that the groundhog is clearly Christ resurrected (laughs) and the ever hopeful renewal of life at springtime at the time of, you know, pagan Christian holidays. So like Christians were looking at it as like, okay, well, Punxsutawney Phil obviously, you know, symbolizes Jesus Christ. Um, There's a lot of theory that it's like it's a metaphor for just like judaism um there's a doctor uh dr niles golden goldstein excuse me um he saw phil connor's actions as specifically geared towards judaism uh, citing the fact that his first like good deeds uh beget good deeds as opposed to a place in heaven or in a state of nirvana oh, uh, like the, nirvana perfect yeah so, like the movie tells us that you know, as J- Judaism does, that work that the work doesn't end until the world has been perfected so mm, like oh, your, wow, awesome. like your your state of purgatory like you can't move on from you know this part of the world until you 've perfected it, and you know in the very beginnings of this movie, like phil 's all about himself like there's oh, there's yeah. a lot of things that he can make better that he chooses not to and <laughs>
2: Uh, was that it
1: yeah yeah Uh, Um, and then uh, cold stop cold stop (laughs) full full stop full stop well uh, you started laughing so i started i just wanted to well he started chewing
2: on his hands for some reason (laughs) (laughs)
1: okay Uh, uh real quickly
2: though um yeah in Buddhism, though, again, increasing the suffer – I'm sorry, increasing happiness, yes. increasing suffering. We know he's like robbing banks at one point. Yeah. That's like making people suffer. But, yeah, at the end, he's like totally increased. But also, every night before you go to bed, if you want to essentially get better and, and move on to the next day, you try to figure out what you did wrong, stop doing it, and what went right, and do that again the next day. And by the time you're like 50 or 60, you've got life perfected.
1: Yeah. like. You know, you if you actively try to learn from the lessons that are being presented to you on a day by day basis, you know, you won't have to deal with these problems.
2: Dude, this podcast is already so fucking educational. My God,
1: <laughs> we're just dropping knowledge. <laughs> no day one. Day one. Here we go.
2: The, okay, what what about this first scene? Is like, what would drive you crazy? Do you think the
1: same song every morning? It, it wouldn't be the song. It would be. <laughs> it would be the woodchuck. Chuckers! Like, it would okay. be bad. It would be. We like never want to do that. Yes. We never want to be Aaron and the douche. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and the douche. Ba 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 It's uh, Groundhog Day! Yeah, that. Yeah, I. I hard pass.
2: Oh, well, oh, What did the Groundhog <laughs> team?
1: Now, you know whose voices those are, correct? Nuh uh. Okay, so uh, that's Harold Remus okay on one end of it and then uh brian doyle murray on the other end of it um he he plays the uh he plays the mayor of punks oh perfect okay
2: yeah
1: he also plays um uh he plays in wayne's world he's like uh
2: yeah um uh, the guy
1: that says finger says what yeah <laughs> <laughs> Ask uh, says the arcade. <laughs> exactly
2: um one thing that i that i have a visceral feeling about this movie is mm-hmm. like he got stuck in a day that was, it was so bitterly cold yes you no know, it's never going to be a day where you're hanging out in san diego or the day he talks about where he wish it was yes <laughs> <He's> like <laughs> making love to a model on
1: the beach yeah why can't it be <laughs> that day where i made love to a woman <laughs> on a beach you know we made love like sea otters and drank pina coladas like I, why could not have i had that can i gotta have this oh my Michael Keaton uh, was originally supposed to play uh, Bill Murray's part. Nicholas Cage too.
2: Did you like him in uh, Spider Man? But I like
1: uh, Michael Keaton. Oh, absolutely! I loved him in Spider Man. I think that he, I think Michael Keaton is one of the most underrated versatile actors of
2: for sure. Man. My and generation a good, and a good Batman, even though he, it was like yeah. so long ago.
1: Yeah, I'd like to Phil. go from... <laughs> Phil? Phil? Connors!
2: I haven't seen this movie in 15 years, but I know his name is Ned Ryerson. Ned Ryerson.
1: <laughs> sells insurance.
2: Uh, oh, my. Needle nose. <laughs> you ever run okay. into
1: somebody from your, your high school days, and then they're just like, I can't believe you don't remember me.
2: Uh, God. <sighs> You know, I just I don't like to go back to Aurora if I'm being totally honest.
1: You know, even in <laughs> Facebook, like it just seems like you don't run into those problems anymore. Like you know who you're running into for the most part. Like nobody on Facebook adds me and I go, Who the who the hell is this? What's the time I know them? Yeah. Now I don't believe that he doesn't remember Ned Ryerson because he dated his sister.
2: Oh, he did? Huh yeah,
1: it, you, 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 you dated my sister Mary Pat uh a few times until you told me not Oh, to. okay.
2: I'm I'm so, listening to you he, in the movie. <laughs> yeah.
1: Well, I mean, I don't even really need to listen to this movie. I honestly could probably quote it to you right now as it's happening. All uh, right. I'll
2: kinda of, I'll kind of be like the neutral, just yeah, you know, yeah, you know. Yeah. But um, what other stuff is this guy in Ned Ryerson? He's in some, he's in some movies. He's like this kind of just he's made a living being like fourth, fifth in line of the movie. Yeah.
1: Um, so his name is Steven Toblowski. Um he has been in quite a bit. It, from what i know his like his first like big role was uh was a film called keep my grave open um but he's done stuff like basic instinct Spaceballs. he was in he's, space Spaceballs. Balls. <laughs> yeah he, i loved it in Spaceballs. uh let's see he was in the jungle book Mowgli story in 98
2: some law and orders
1: <laughs> yeah some yeah like he you know, like Garfield, like he's just been in a lot of films where, like National Lampoon's, he's just always kind of like that backwards. I know where I know him actor. from
2: Silicon Valley. Do you watch so, Silicon Valley? Yes, I show? do watch Silicon oh, Valley. I love you that know, show, he, and he is Gilfoyle <laughs>
1: is the best. Gilfoyle is the fucking best in that. show. <laughs> the
2: funniest thing is when him and um, God, what Kamal and character character, whatever, they're making uh-huh. a they're making a pros and cons of telling that guy that he's gonna kill himself on the. Um, <laughs> And one of the pros is fuck Gina. <laughs> oh my lands! Uh, go back to the movie. I'm on IMDb right now. Yeah. Also, did, Professor Stein on Justice League. All right, enough of that guy. All right, now is he being is he harassing her during this movie? Hmm he's certainly not harassing her at the end of it for sure we live in such a different time man like you i mean it's just it's very neutral like everything at work right like yeah. man, there's no there's no slapping women on the ass or
1: yeah no they're did just you sleep no. okay
2: without me implying that we yeah. Usually fuck.
1: yeah yeah exactly <laughs> you know you toss and turn didn't you i know you're thinking about me baby like, come on, girl. Like, you know, you know, yeah, you don't. would be don't fired.
2: The, the cameraman the says, I'm, I'm calling the manager. You're fired. And yeah. It's like, well, that's his day for 10,000 years.
1: Yeah. Oh, yeah. Like, every day for 10,000 years, he has to go, he has to be on the phone with HR and get fired. He <laughs> yeah. said he's in HR for eight hours. I know. I did it. <laughs> You like your guy? Here he goes uh, again,
2: <laughs> flirting with her.
1: You like your guys with uh, prominent upper teeth,
2: <laughs> sir? I'm trying to work, <laughs> <laughs> sir. I'm literally trying to do my work. job. <laughs> oh boy, that, um, there's a debate tournament at, at Harper College. It's mm-hmm. like February 15th or something. It's, I've been up in Chicago for two years. Both years, it's been the coldest fucking day of the year in Chicago. So you got to sprint to your between buildings. <laughs> just thought I'd tell you that. Now, Don't you remember those debate tournaments that were just so ass cold, like
1: the ones in Webster. God, like there were some, and then on top of that, like the school's heating was always like just yeah. probably, like time to not be working. Like okay, well, <laughs> <He> just... <laughs> did you see? All right, three, did? two, middle finger. <laughs> like again like different times man like if you're not not only is she like like a professional in this industry she is a producer like she is his boss and in front of her he gave a countdown and flipped the camera off and so like you know yeah sure like in a fun environment that most likely probably wouldn't have gone anywhere like in a in a three man team like that that have been together for a while i could guarantee you they would let that slide but if it was like a like second day of meeting them and this this super cocky like weatherman just strolled on he's like all right guys camera on me in three two middle finger everybody would just looking at him (laughs) everyone should be looking like is this guy fucking serious did he just flip in all seriousness
2: how do they get out of this traffic jam because there's a median in the middle of the road
1: yeah not only is there a median in the other road but the i mean the traffic is very clearly building up behind them so i mean whatever time they have to wait for this to get backed up they might as well just wait until that semi gets you know like unstuck because that's gonna have to be the main priority you can't turn these cars around all this moisture is better than Gulf is going to hit off to the east and hit El Tuna. <laughs> 2020.
2: Nope, my cell phone clearly says that we've been expecting a blizzard for two and a half days. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly.
1: I had an alert. It be over. Bill, also, uh, at a payphone. Yeah, Phil Connor doesn't
2: even go to Pugs 20 because... Yeah um let's see here uh, good awesome score on rotten tomatoes uh do you like rotten tomatoes as a uh um consensus? i don't know
1: like it's it i feel like i feel like the audience scores on rotten tomatoes are more consistent of the actual like quality of a movie because there's some movies on there that are really really good, but have like thirty percent ratings. But there are also movies that are, you know, garbage, and critics are like, "Oh man, this movie should be the the pinnacle and the template for all movies of which to be made moving forward."
2: On cracked, because um, I put in Groundhog Day on the uh, on the website, cracked, and like four articles came up. And one of the articles says um, six movies that have the most terrible. Um, Movie posters, <laughs> and there's his Bill Murray stuck in a clock. <laughs> Have you seen it? There's two. Uh, yes,
1: yes. So it's Bill Murray because I'm pretty sure they also did that as the DVD cover, and I'm pretty sure at least for an extended period of time it was the Netflix cover for this movie as well.
2: Oh God, it was so this a the terrible shower. And, and, uh.
1: You know, and I'm sorry he did ask a stupid question. Like you know, he's getting all bent out of shape for her. You know, laughing off his question. But he's like, "Yo, like, isn't there any hot water?" Like, no. Like, we're in the middle of a blizzard, dude. Like, nothing's hot right now. And he's like, "Oh, of course not." Like, just like mocked her right in her face. Like, well, yeah. Don't ask stupid questions, man. Now, what did the uh, phone call entail? They I was listening do, to you, audience, if you're listening.
2: <laughs> what did the uh, phone call entail? We were talking about rotten tomatoes. And-
1: um. So the phone call entailed uh, like asking, uh. When all the long-distance lines were going to be open back up, and is it
2: snowing in space? I remember that being.
1: uh, Yeah, yeah, that was part of the the payphone conversation. He's like, "Don't you have a line that's open for celebrities or emergencies?" I'm both. I'm a celebrity in an emergency. (laughs) (laughs) Oh man, let's get it straight, buddy. You are a local weatherman. So you're, you're, you're not much more of a celebrity to people, maybe even outside your county. Like, I am sure, like James Adelot is like a really, and Travis Meyer, they're like really famous weathermen here in Tulsa. But I'm sure if you go outside of Oklahoma, people have zero clue who they are. It's the same thing in, um,
2: the same thing in like these communications department. Like people are telling me, oh my God, you're going to such a great communication department in San Diego. And I was like, I haven't heard of any of these people. (laughs) Um, and then when you come to where I'm at now, it's like, we don't know what they're talking about. Like you, you only care in like your division, right? Yeah.
1: Yeah. Um, you only care about what's immediately affecting,
2: and, and I'm in a massive market. I mean, we have WGN Chicago. Do you know the weatherman? <laughs> <laughs> Pervert, probably the biggest market. Um, okay, let me ask you a question, Aaron. You remember back in the day, I'm talking 90, early 90s, HBO used to do this thing, would be like HBO First Look, and you'd kind of get like this, it'd be like a 13 minute thing about yeah. like a movie like this. Yeah. I, I remember this one. And yeah. one thing I specifically remember about that First Look was um, they had to do the uh, shoving the donut in his mouth take a couple of times.
1: Yeah. Yeah, he didn't
2: get it right the first time, and it's. Just
1: <laughs> so. I would imagine he was probably sick of eating. Oh, dude! Of after one, I mean, day but one, those, I'm like, all right, I'm not eating again. Yeah, those made first. He wasn't a smoker, and then in this film, he had to like pick up smoking. Like, oh, okay, so he's a smoker in real life. Um, I I don't know if he is a smoker in real life or not. I would, I mean, by the way he's aged, like, I would imagine he probably is a smoker. Right, we're on day, one on day, uh, we're on day two right now.
2: A little bit more into it. We've been talking.
1: Yeah, yeah, just a little bit more. Into it.
2: <laughs> God, you just don't like com- comedies have dropped off. They like there's no okay, and here's why. Yeah. Why Why go to any movie that doesn't have a superhero in it or CGI, right? Because yeah. you just can sit at home and watch it. Yeah, so comedies, unfortunately, fall into that. You like your romantic comedies, like or, or uh, romantic movies, even.
1: Yeah, well, There's nothing. It's, it's, it's the,
2: cartoons and superheroes. That's it.
1: it. It's the it's the emphasis on the big blockbuster and what it means to it. Like it it started changing with like movies like Fast and the Furious. Like whenever those like action type movies started becoming like, you know, that's what you went to go see the movies. And then it was movies like Avatar um where you go to see like an even greater cinematic experience in 3D and so it just like it audiences i think just started becoming more and more less satisfied and then like just the art of comedy fell by the wayside and it was it was more left to shows like the office like parks and rec um to kind of keep up um the the right. subtle art form of comedy because it is because a lot of what's happening in this movie is really, really funny, but at the same time, like it's funny for a reason. He's the lines are so good. Yeah, they're they're and it's still
2: it's, once a year, isn't it? Yeah,
1: it's still <laughs> once a year, right? Like,
2: okay, here's another thing so terrible about this day. He steps in that pothole full of water. Is there anything worse than a wet sock?
1: A wet sock <laughs> on on a still cold day. Like it's not like you know it was cold yesterday and like today it's seventy degrees. Like it's and then, still,
2: and then uh wet sock into a dry sock is the best thing.
1: Yeah, so. it's it, it's yeah, you you know you give a little and you take a little. Uh, so this movie is actually being filmed in Illinois, Woodstock. They did not film this in Punxsutawney, PA. They actually, was that your uh, was that your
2: vocal uh, this or uh, your D or club sounds? I did yeah. that
1: too. Yeah. <laughs> I you know why, bow, bow, why bow. yeah you know why scour the internet for a, like a sound effects board whenever I have one built into my mouth.
2: Yep, and, we're just one step closer to Aaron in the douche. <laughs> Aaron in the douche.
1: Bow, 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 bow. Bow, bow. Aaron in the douche poppy like just like those stupid ass like clips and sound effects, yeah. We have like 13 interns just plugging away. So what's what i found like whenever i first started watching this movie as a kid like you know towards the end of him doing his little bit there you know he was you know a little kind of down about having to report this again but at the same time he did have a little bit more enthusiasm so like it got a little bit better already on the first day but he well i mean he can't fight it he's like uh
2: I something. What the fuck? Yeah. (laughs) Like
1: then the second day has got to be just jarring. Yeah, and you're just like, "Fuck this, man!" (laughs) And then of course you forget that the water is cold, which just makes it like it. It just pushes it. uh, like lines like this. (laughs) There wasn't one today. (laughs) There wasn't one today. like lines like that like that is hilarious you don't you don't see that anymore
2: bill murray but, shows up twice in this article i'm reading what
1: were you mm-hmm. gonna say no no go ahead
2: um the first one is in lost in translation what does he say to uh, scarlett johansson at the end it's like a whisper it's what i call a macguffin where it's like it's not meant to be it's what uh, the the jewels in um uh, fuck pulp fiction right it's like yeah. a question that doesn't have an answer
1: um, right is it, he on it's day th- that they, that the audience can constantly question and theorize and you know kind of you know making their own heads what they want it to be so that way whatever it is is always perfect
2: this is day three and day two is pretty short
1: day two is pretty short because he just kind of gave up like but you know towards the end he's like okay like if I have to do this again, like I, like I want to know from the very start that I wake up, yeah. am I back so in the, the same pencil. day? Yeah. The so he, yeah, very... he, the, the first thing he looked for was, okay, I hear the song. Where's the pencil. He's every skipped everything else and is immediately just going straight to the festival. Like, but what's even more interesting though, like it kind of puts in a question of like the butterfly effect, because he is in a sense, like changing The events that he has already done Mm -hmm. because you know, beforehand, he talked to that guy, he had a cup of coffee, you know, he had a little bit of breakfast. You know, he took his time getting out the door, and every time he got out the door, he still met the same people in the same sequence. But yeah, he sprinted,
2: he sprinted the first part, and he still ran into Ned Ryerson. Yeah, still
1: met, yeah, still ran into Ned, still, you know, ran into that lady right outside the hotel that was like, you know, it's Gobbler's Knob, it's Groundhog's Day. You idiot. Okay. And that you couldn't do this today. You couldn't say, hey, I'm um, sorry. I'm not doing my job today. Just meet <laughs> me in the diner. I'm like, you you handle it. Okay, a little, a little reverse. Sexism. You know, she's, she's hitting on him
2: yeah she slapped him in the face earlier too so it's
1: the, the whole dynamic the wait- i'm talking about the waitress the waitress oh, uh, okay. she's like these dicky buns or sticky buns are just heaven and then she looked at phil connor and she's like aren't they like, <laughs> huh right. so so awesome? how do you i mean how do you tell someone i i'm stuck in purgatory like
2: because <sighs> they would be too right yeah
1: because, I mean, because when you hear that, like, if, if you tell me, Aaron, I'm stuck in the same day, every single, like, I, I've lived this day five different times, and I know what you're about to say, I know what I'm about to do, all of it. Like, I either suggest that, you, like, like, what she was saying, you know, get, you need to get, <laughs> like, the groundhog Phil. Oh, I would, I would get sick of these guys so quickly. I would, I wouldn't go to the diner anymore. Screw, no. Anyway. Um, I'd be like, okay, you either need to get your head examined, like you need to go see a psychiatrist or like, you like you either immediately distance yourself from them or you immediately go all in. Cause like you said, like, okay, if this is true, then I'm stuck in it as well.
2: Yeah. Okay. I wanted to, have you heard about the cut scene that explains the entire movie? Uh, no. Oh, okay. So listen to this. This is from cracked. Okay. Near near the beginning of the script, we meet Stephanie DeCastro, Phil's recently dumped girlfriend. Later, as Phil is going to bed in Punxsutawney, we see intercut scenes of Stephanie in her room using Phil's business card and broken watch, conveniently frozen at 559, to perform a magic spell from a book titled 101 Curses, Spells, and Enchantments You Can Do at Home. There's no deeper meaning or higher purpose here. It's just some pissed off chick with a stupid book. That's their editorializing. Yeah. Um, and it's, it even shows the script right here. That's not the only mystery that's solved here. The screenplay also specifies that Phil spends 10,000 years trapped in the loop, and it hints at a more definite answer as to why he comes out. It was apparently the kiss with Rita. uh, I'm ruining the end of the movie. But basically, some little... Well, I think there's like a
1: 20-year moratorium on spoilers, so if they haven't seen it by (laughs) now.
2: But anyways, yeah, apparently they they cut a scene where it was like some woman puts a magic spell on him, and that's the reason why he's in his purgatory. They cut that scene, and it's just like, I don't know, what do you think? Would it be better or do you think the audience appreciates it for what it's worth?
1: I think, I think I would, app- I appreciate it more for what it is. I think that if you explain it by magic, it kind of ruins it. Yeah, exactly. Um, because that means like some supernatural, like four, like you see the supernatural force come into effect here. Whereas in this, like nobody knows why this is happening. It could be a magic effect. It could be a religious effect. Like it could be some like, you know, God interfering, whether, you know, it'd be, you know, judeo-christian or whether it be buddhist or hindu like you don't know i i like that layer of mystery and like you can kind of leave that up to your imagination but what we are going to explain to you is how long he is here what he does why he while he is here and how he grows as a person i i I like a lot better than you need to do this to break some spell
2: Was there anything in the previous scene that we missed? I was, because we were talking about the, I was reading the magic Um, spells. So basically,
1: basically in the previous scenes, uh, he, he went to Harold Remus, a psychiatrist who, um, you know, he went to get a CAT scan uh, or he went to go get an x-ray, but he, he suggested a CAT scan or an MRI, but he couldn't because he'd have to go into Pittsburgh. Um, I
2: can't
1: go into Pittsburgh. Yeah. And he's like, well, why can't you go into Pittsburgh? He's like, because of the blizzard. He's like, Oh, right. The blizzard. Oh, okay. So no one believes him about the blizzard. No one believes him about the blizzard because up until that point, the blizzard hadn't happened. It happened later in the evening
2: yeah um, the, the more he kind of is in this world the more he's like sees the advantages of it right like he can now he can really predict the weather there's a fucking yeah. blizzard coming yeah and no one exactly and,
1: and exactly like the the mo- now he is the most trustworthy weatherman on the planet <laughs> nobody will ever believe him oh you know? wow um but uh and, and this right here is kind of the start of him realizing that you know, there are no consequences to his actions anymore. So that, that kind of raises the question, like, you know, what would, you know, what would you do if you realize, like, you know, there, there is no tomorrow. Like there are no consequences to anything you ever did. I, I honestly, like if I'm speaking in my heart of hearts, I think most people, would would say like I'd probably do some things that I'm not supposed to do like I you mean know, oh that's the go... whole
2: point of um, Westworld right
1: yeah I mean and, and I'm not saying like go out and hurt people like I wouldn't go out but like you know I've never murdered a person you know I'm I'm gonna go I'm gonna go kill a these, person uh, real quick. these you know, violent
2: I... delights have violent yeah. ends
1: <laughs> you know I'm I'm not uh, I'm not up for you know increasing that level of suffering but you know
2: and and also he doesn't move on to the next level until he you right. know it reaches nirvana
1: exactly is like, yeah.
2: all about uh just reducing uh the amount of um well what do they call it uh poisons what's what buddha calls Oxen. it
1: yeah um
2: this is also kind of playing into grand theft auto right like since you have multiple lives like you can piss off the cops
1: yeah like, <laughs> he if, I mean, keeps you,
2: going he's gonna have like two or three cops after him and yeah
1: <laughs> yeah exactly start building up those uh those warrant stars Grand Theft Auto, by the way, is still, like, highly played. Like, it's still costs the same amount of money. Like, it, it costs $60 the same amount as day one. Like, it's insane. I mean, people, people dump money into that game.
2: I mean, Grand Theft Auto 3 was just oh, was such a game changer. Mm-hmm. My brother loves the franchise. He's about your age.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I've met him.
2: If uh for our listeners that they don't know, I'm sixty-four, so <laughs> sixty-four. <laughs> no, no, you know how old I am.
1: Yeah, right? I know how old you are. Yeah.
2: <laughs> no, <laughs> what's the
1: joke? Oh, come on. Uh 37. My girlfriend sucked 37 dicks. <laughs> <laughs> At once? Well that that's not the joke. That's just in a row. <laughs> in a row?
2: <laughs> I know my true friends when they get that joke. Yeah, yeah. Did you watch you you if you watched that the year it came out, you would have been like four I watched that <laughs> year it came out I was like this yeah. is insane because remember man like and and you grew up with six flags, there was a time where like if you if you wore a Simpson shirt to six flags, like old ladies would stare at you like you're a little heathen,
1: oh yeah, like
2: so that, so when that, clerks to come out, I'm talking about fucking a guy that, that dead guy in the bathroom, yeah
1: you know necrophilia <laughs> and you know, but thing about it is, man, is that you know they never once showed one. You know, they 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 had little talk of breasts, let alone you know show a nipple. There was there's not a nip slip anywhere in the film. But since they talked about necrophilia and sucking thirty seven dicks, like they <laughs> they were they got an R like they got an R rating or no, an NC seventeen rating because of it, and uh, they had to. Um, they had to sacrifice a lot just to get it reduced down to an r rating um they they really had to please the the mpaa to to get that movie off the like off the ground
2: mm-hmm. i mean he i mean he's just he's just great with language that that kevin smith you know yeah, that he like he's he's great he's very innovative at cursing and uh and in that movie right like doesn't like randall just list off like 26 porns in a row
1: <laughs> yeah right right in front of uh uh this this mother holding her her four-year-old <laughs> wanting happy scrappy puppy or playtime or whatever he's like yeah uh i'd like to f- find i like to order uh, girls who eat ass girls who eat cunt like and what'd you ask for oh yeah and what <laughs> happy was, uh, scrappy hero, happy pup. Scrappy <laughs> hero pup. all right let's get back to groundhog day this are- homeless
2: man uh, well, um, clerks that's on the list If we keep doing this.
1: Yes, absolutely. Ned?
2: (laughs) He just punched him in
0: the face. He's active. So far, that's
2: the funniest
0: funniest movie.
2: Phil? That guy run towards his fist. Ned? (laughs) Ned? (laughs) <laughs> oh here here we go. Yeah, he's really enjoying life. Oh yeah, he's like. Oh. Day three was so dire. The music is really good because like, yeah. it was like very like whoa.
1: And and what I also like is um how Harold Remus really paid attention to how the weather was gonna affect, you know, good Phil or bad Phil. Like are you seeing like a you know a a, a depressed, you know, darkened Phil? Or are you seeing somebody who's seeing like the upswing of you know his experience because right now it's really sunny out you know there's a lot of sunlight but you know like whenever like in the beginning of all this like when he's like you know i you know drunk's more fun like i i wish i was drunk right now like you know when he's really trying to get a grip on things it's really dark and you know gray. Pot is this most of it this cake man fur- just shoved it straight into his he mouth shoved that cake right in
2: mouth. how Ooh. many
1: times did he have to do that
2: <laughs> i mean i I think at least a dozen times.
1: Listeners, we're still here. We just really want to hear this poem. For sure. You don't like poetry? <laughs> he just
2: laughs at her. Oh, no, dude, when they put it in like some sort of like movie or TV, I'm enamored by it. Like um, Ozymandias mm-hmm. Uh Mandius encompasses Breaking Bad. Breaking Bad is my favorite show. Uh, the best episode of TV ever is Ozymandias. Mandius by uh, the, f- the. Are you into Breaking Bad? I don't know if I've ever uh,
1: I. I absolutely it. love Breaking Bad.
2: Oh, those last four episodes are fucking unreal. Those like,
1: last four episodes were probably and, some of the best episodes of all of television.
2: And as you know, if you listen to my podcast, I'm big into symbolism. So I'm like, okay, what is this? What's in this poem? Is it is yeah. explaining his scenario right now? There are a lot of clocks behind him. That's the symbolism for sure.
1: Uh, well, actually, I'm really glad that you brought that up. The thank dead you, J- Aaron. <laughs> because uh, thank you, the douche. Um, <laughs> I'm really glad you brought that up because all the clocks in the diner are actually uh Broken. They're stuck on the same time, which symbolizes oh, yeah. those predicaments for sure. And then he, and then he immediately, it's like, hey, you know what? I'll, I'll just start picking up some tail while I'm here. <laughs> yeah, you know, Rita's, Rita's not going for it. I'll, uh, I'll use my. But see, the thing, about it is though, is that it kind of proves that the moves that he typically uses are are kind of cheap. And you know, might work on somebody who wouldn't expect that out of you. You know what I'm saying? Who doesn't yeah. know your type of personality?
2: And he remembers what he learned the day before. It's not like he. It's not like a zero sum game here, right? right? Exactly. And that would. And if and if some sort of Buddhist god is trying to teach him a lesson, he would have to learn. He would have to learn something day by day.
1: Right, exactly. So and this, like you know, he's he's definitely learning. Like in the beginning of this, he's learning that you know he is a ladies man but that that type of man is not the type of person that rita would go after and mm. and while he is with her he even thinks of rita and to the point where he audibly says rita's name uh so it's very clear that he he specifically wants one person but he just doesn't know how to be the man that that, that she wants out of him and you know he even later on goes on to just bluntly ask because again as you just said you know for for everybody else they don't remember any questions that they ask so like he just blatantly asks, he's like what are you looking for in a guy like just tell me every like layer by layer what you want in a person and then i will start filling in those gaps and then uh will we'll save the rest of that for a little bit later in the movie yeah. because um it's it's pretty neat how it unfolds so so now we're we're back in the lounge Oh hello. Making hello. making the magic happen.
2: He's got a day to do this. <laughs> 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 he knows it.
1: <laughs> I gotta make I'm,
2: it happen. That's what I'm thinking. It's like this is gonna happen. It's gonna have to be a one night stand for sure. According to the rules set forth by this fucking <laughs> omnipresent hey <lady>, God. <laughs>
1: don't blame me. I would have called the next day. The next day you still didn't know me. <laughs> but I'm stuck in a fucking time loop. <laughs> <laughs>
2: I
0: love
1: you. <laughs> Will you be my wife? And she goes for it. Are you sure it's not a pity are you sure it's not a pity fuck? <laughs> I mean no, I mean for him, I, no, it's not like, you know, he you know, he's just, you know, saying whatever he needs to say to, you know, get her in the bedroom, but for her like she is actually going for that, and I mean, we're
2: starting to lose count of days.
1: Yeah. So, um, and he and he's
2: starting to memorize the, the wind patterns, too. right? So, so then that's in,
1: uh, in the in the Wired article that I sent you, Jason earlier. Um, it's uh, it actually talked about um, how specifically how many days it would take for him to actually plan like the perfect bank heist, like. Um, a man like went down because Harold Remus again uh, said that his initial goal was to make him in uh, purgatory for about 10,000 years, but the that, movie yeah. actually depicts about 10 years. So um, a guy decided to actually break down the time and see how accurate that would be. Um, so, even so, about 38 days are actually depicted throughout the whole film, but by this point, we're probably on day like 300 something. Uh, because he, he estimated that it would take about 250 days to, um, to plan like learn how perfect. to ice
2: sculpt and stuff. Well, and to, well to, to plan, play.
1: well, to plan the perfect bank heist specifically to be able to learn, gust, you know, wind gust patterns, you know, exactly at what time these trucks are going to be here. I mean, cause he's going to have to be able, I mean, cause the things that we don't see are him, you know, making his way to the hotel room. I mean, he's got to flee the scene. And, mm-hmm. you know, he's got to hope that these people don't realize that the, the bag is gone. Because if he fucks that up, then he has to go back to jail and he has to start back over. So I'm sure there, oh my several, God, yeah. I'm sure there were several times where he actually got caught and had to spend the rest of Purgatory day in jail. Call me Bronco. Yeah, yeah <laughs> fuck it. Why not? I'd go out in a cowboy outfit. My own fiance doesn't remember me. that'll be a one adult and uh uh, two adults i guess yeah
2: so this is just another girl he's picked up
1: see okay so now we're in the part of the movie where he's like okay i'm done going after all of the women his dick that, yeah yeah exactly <laughs> he got his dick wet he's like i'm done with this i'm done you know chasing you know these hood rats i'm i want to go after the prize but he knows that he has to change he, he knows that he's not what she's looking for so now he has to find out what that is
2: Uh, the film mirrors Buddhist practices in real life. We follow near identical schedules. Although the routine is the same, each moment is unique. It is important to note that Phil Connors breaks the samsara cycle when he does not try anymore. This enables him to enjoy true participation and true enjoyment. Every moment of his day becomes meaningful. <clears throat> mm. That was in the how Groundhog Day is the ultimate Buddhism moody, Mo- moody
1: <laughs> movie for fuck's sake. Well, um, you awesome. know- Uh, Speaking just like on levels of like you know philosophy and like like psychology of films like Bill Murray like gradually discovered that you know Phil had a duality like there was like a bad Phil and there was a good Phil there was a Phil who was motivated by his ego motivated by his own personal needs and then there was a Phil who actually cared about others and wanted to be you know the person that. You know he should be because the person that he can be because we all can be better like if we're being honest with ourselves like we can always be a better person you know we can always you know put ourselves out there a little bit more um so it 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 got to the point where like if harold remus made a cut in the scene bill murray would just say just tell me good phil or bad phil and Hmm. then they would just move on with reshooting the scene
2: and you know which one of those survives if we have a good and a bad good the one the one you feed
1: the one you feed. Yep.
2: <laughs> Is she talking about a perfect guy,
1: I guess? Uh, she's talking about her perfect guy. Now, if I can be honest, <laughs> listeners, I am all of these things.
2: <laughs> You're Bill Murray.
1: I'm, I am Bill Murray. Maybe about a foot and a half shorter, but Bill Murray. What's he so now, doing here? So uh, he there. He just he just took out some part of the van. So like at this point, there, he wants to put her in a situation where they're not even trying to leave the town.
2: Uh, yeah, he's controlling the environment.
1: Yeah, it's
2: a big thing if you want to control something.
1: And again, like it, we we have to remind ourselves that all this takes planning and time to do. So the the things that we don't see, you know, in between the cutscenes are, you know. Like, okay, well, I, I tried this and we still ended up getting in the van and leaving. So what this is
2: cool. I'm sorry, go ahead. No, 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 go ahead. Go ahead. I was just gonna say this kind of reminds me of high school duo because now the vignettes are him coming right back in from like the next day.
1: Yeah. You know you yeah. know what I'm saying? Just pulling it right back up. Like he is. it's kinda like just respawning where he failed.
2: <laughs> respawning, that's a great way to put it.
1: Yeah. Now, I've had a sweet vermouth uh, on the rocks with a twist. And it's, it's not – what, guy. No, no, it, it's not a terrible drink. I don't think you're supposed to drink vermouth. <laughs> you, if you go to a bar and order sweet vermouth on the rocks, like, they, they'll okay. pour it for you. Well, they'll give you whatever you want. They're going to give you L.A. Freeway. You know what that is? No, I don't. Educate me.
2: You take the bar mat that they make all the drinks on and you squeeze it into a shot glass. They will
1: fuck off. <laughs> they would not do that. <laughs> Sh- they did it every day at olive garden
2: i'll take an l.a freeway
1: <laughs> no it's one like you go
2: you know it's like a dirty sanchez like no one would ever <laughs> do that sex <laughs> move
1: <laughs> i don't know when it comes to that stuff i don't think there is a limit i'd like to say a prayer and drink the world peace <laughs> i'm we'll so, have, I'm so sophisticated <laughs> yeah i'm so sophisticated <laughs> Oh, yeah, I have a such a, even the bartender is like this fucking guy
2: the bartender's stuck here too <laughs>
1: yeah he's yeah even the bar, like he's the only other person hey, that yesterday? Going on. <laughs> so like every day he just sees us like god man this fucking guy is still trying this
2: oh man uh did you ever see the duo sure thing it was like an overdone uh, duo, but it was like this date that went wrong, and every time it went wrong, I, go, I guarantee ding. you that I,
1: I yes, 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 <laughs> yes. As as soon as you did the ding,
2: it was overdone in nineteen
1: ninety six. I'll tell you. Uh, so was like you know the boy in the, the striped pajamas, my sister's keeper. That was another like really overdone. Uh, oh my DI. God, that boy in the
2: striped pajamas is a fucking heartbreaker. Ugh. Yeah,
1: and how do you not vote for it? I mean, you're like, well, I mean, am I pro Nazi if I? make it the, the two in the room <laughs> that, that's another thing it
2: has to have a moral value every every interp or i.e or whatever yeah but anyways uh man this duo i don't know if this has ever been done i've never seen it in my years of coaching I, and judging and stuff
1: i would be if i was if i was in a in a duo room and somebody pulled out groundhog day and they did a 10 minute breakdown of phil and rita going from i can't stand each other to I want nothing more than to be with each other like that would be if they could do it it, I I think they could do it they could break it down I I think enough people know the story of Groundhog Day to where they don't need to fill in the rest of the context and then Jason we we just uh missed uh, a second ago is uh whenever she admitted that she went to school for french poetry he laughed at her face and said it was an incredible waste of time
2: and then it was over
1: <laughs> yeah then it was over and then he <laughs> restarted back here ding well
2: he po-
1: oh, god what a terrible degree god. yeah i mean what do you uh, do just teach that subject <laughs> yeah well i guess i'll just i'll go to school for french poetry so i can go to a school and teach french poetry because what, what else are you going to do with it? Are you going to write French poetry? Now, uh, Harold Remus, in this scene, told the people, the kids, that they were going to do the snowball fight with. Um, uh-huh. he, he told them to hit uh, Bill Murray as hard as they could with the snowballs. And he, wow. in turn, did the exact same. Now... This was shot in like, like between like May and June in Illinois. So there is no snow. So all this snow is like manufactured snow.
2: Yeah. And it, I don't know if it'd work. It was just that maybe, maybe it would, maybe they got a slush to it, but a good snowball has lots of slush.
1: Yeah. I mean, well, you can tell in some of the snowballs. Now I want to be a little quiet here because this is one of my favorite scenes listeners. Right, I, just want right. to, I want to, I want play it? It. Can we
2: play it on the, it, like, see if we're playing recording still.
1: Yeah. We're still recording. Mm carousel
2: going round and round. But it's not really not a carousel though.
1: I just love this scene like coming up right here. I don't know why.
2: This this is, this song is in White Man Can't Jump. <laughs> Yeah, you, know, you watch movies like this and it just unjars things mm-hmm. um the hbo thing said how she couldn't get sweet vermouth rocks with a twist and so she had to repeat it like 60 that scene alone was like 16 17 times
1: yeah she uh, she also couldn't say um uh, I'll, I'll, it, we'll, we'll come back to things that she sure. couldn't say because um but one of the reasons why i love that that scene jason is as a kid i my my dad was really really into um, just a lot of different kinds of music, and one of them was like you know, um, like Ray Charles, and uh, you know, like that era of music, and so like that song mixed in with like that scene, like I don't know, just like as a kid watching that scene, it just always clicked with me. I just yeah, thought, man, a, I thought it was a, yeah. a really pretty scene, and and I, whenever like they get in like really really close, and, like they they're just they're kind of both like they're they're having a legitimate moment in that in that time, like even though. Built those, it's manufactured like in that moment he knows that like it's a real moment sorry go ahead
2: what was i going to say um christ oh you don't know me it might be a jazz standard because i i think michael buble sang it. i love that song
1: oh yeah absolutely i i uh i think that ray charles is probably one of the most unique voices ever and that song specifically gives me chills like every time if i if i have like a a pair of over the head earphones and just like that song is cranked up i'll get goosebumps every time i hear it
2: but you don't know me you don't get much of these love scenes in superhero movies Mm -hmm. Mm -mm.
1: no you don't how many days we've
2: pretty much talked about that maybe i'll look at that and see what it says I'm trying to shut down some of these uh links. <laughs> Time loop duration.
1: Ooh, I will read to you. Implying that it's so cold that you can just leave ice cream out on the windowsill and it would not melt. Jeez. Yeah. now the persistence that he has here reminds me of another scene of a different movie that's a little bit more cringeworthy and that is the original rocky where like rocky is like really persistent in kissing adrian like you know the scene that i'm talking about he like corners her and like yeah the door closed and i'm just like geez man like it. thank god it worked out because <laughs> can, can you imagine if she never talked to you again at least phil has the benefit of the day restarting you don't yeah and she's classy she's not gonna
2: sleep with you on the first night yeah especially just kind of like she kind of senses like this is too perfect
1: yeah and that's, been... and that's exactly what she's she's just figured out because Um, He said, I love you. And she's like, you love me. You don't even know me. And he's like, no, no, I know you. And then it kind of clicked to her like, oh, wait, like, you know, like, did you like call up my friends? Like, how do you know all this information about me? Because you shouldn't know this information about me. So he accidentally explained to her like, hey, like, I've been secretly gathering information about you without you knowing about it. There's two slaps.
2: I think we're getting to the slap montage. <laughs> yeah. I love her though. She's such a great actress.
1: She and she is again, I think another very underrated actress. She's perfect
2: uh, for this role, really. And absolutely. she was in multiplicity
1: too, right? Do you remember did you remember that? Uh I don't ever
2: think I saw multiplicity. It's Michael Keaton and he can make a copy of himself, like a clone.
1: Uh-huh. Okay. And
2: and then there's a clone and a clone and it's and I think she's the wife. And if you haven't seen it
1: I, <laughs> I haven't I'll have to check it out oh, that's Multi-
2: mul- it's called multiplicity, multiplicity. And it's a movie like in this arena where it's like something really weirds going on
1: <clears throat> and again, uh, speaking to Michael Keaton's flexibility because it's another film that he, oh, he plays be in. four
2: roles yeah
1: yeah it's really good. okay cool.
2: put it on the list <laughs>
1: <laughs> So so right here we're seeing like Phil like Rita's like very clearly off put by Phil's like super eagerness. It's I'd the same it, song too like, but now
2: played by the recorder.
1: Yeah. Man, we we had a slap count going. I think that was 7, maybe 8 like, slaps. Upward,
2: upwards of 9.
1: Upwards of 9. <laughs> yeah, we'll say between 7 and 9. You can never uh, feel you don't good. know me being played on either the now, sax or the bass. <clears throat> bas- now,
2: what is that implying that she's just not going to fucking like, well, no, it doesn't think, matter what gener- what universe you're in. This isn't gonna
1: happen. Well, I think what it's implying is that Phil doesn't quite really understand what it means to love somebody. Like, yeah. you, you were trying all this just to do what? Like, just to get in bed with her. But you say that you love her.
2: Foreshadowing right here.
1: Yeah. You gotta go, finish. Where is are you? Saying? You're good. Uh, so I think he's just seeing that you know that there are some things that you can't. Weasel your way through, like you know. To so some people, love is is much more than that. And Otherwise,
2: you're gonna end with a slap to the face. <laughs> yeah, every
1: single time. Uh, rightfully so.
2: He he's. This is a new character. He's he's getting like. Okay, when's this, this gonna end? This
1: this is bad, Phil.
2: This is Jason Edgar, week eight of the pandemic. It's like, okay, <laughs> enough, enough, or, the, or just pretty much the average person is like,
1: yeah, I don't
2: remember life without the pandemic. This is I, nuts. And articles about like, it's the Great Depression now. Like, this is worse than the Great Depression, employment numbers. And then when you look at the news and it's like food banks are like, there's cars wrapped around. Mm-hmm. It's, there's so much Great Depression terribleness going on right now. And this is what he's kind of feeling.
1: Yeah, absolutely now one thing that i want to kind of brush on is that and that i haven't really found anything that clarifies and for me it's kind of a plot hole is that it doesn't really explain how he could be awake through the time swap because oh for he, sure yeah because he was awake to like stop to like make sure that the clock didn't go off and he just started quoting what the reporters say or what the the uh Radio saying. say, Yeah, this is pitiful. <laughs> that he's just mocking it. <laughs> Waste to worship a, <laughs> a rat. rat. <laughs> You're hypocrites, all of Like, everyone's <laughs> like, What is going on here? <laughs> Man, he just bucks up to the camera guy. My upsetting you, princess. This is a meme right now. Yeah. <laughs> man, and that's that yeah, man that hits hard too, man, like cuz if you're just watching this movie like, you know, that's a four with, without movie. us, you know, tickling your ears right now, it you know, that that would hit really hard.
2: It's also Buddhism man Buddhism isn't fun yeah Buddhism is Buddhism is, is either it's impermanent. things will end or death
1: yeah and so enjoy and, yeah and it's about accepting the un, you know the things you can't control and
2: now he's starting to destroy the, uh, <laughs> <laughs> the large. now
1: lot. now he's had it now he's he's done with the song radio warbling <laughs> <laughs> in western Pennsylvania blah 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 Now, interestingly enough, Bill Murray thinks that this groundhog like specifically hated him because oh. <laughs> in any time that he tried to handle him, he, he did not; he was not having it. Uh, he actually bit him twice, um, and yeah, he, he had he had a couple problems with the uh, with the groundhog. But the, the they had a, a a group of six groundhogs that were bred specifically for this movie.
2: Did you hear about a uh, New York Mayor Bill De Blasio? He dropped a groundhog and it died. Oh no! Um, this is in um, I don't. It doesn't say the year, but it did certainly happened. 2014. Um, the groundhog that escaped Mayor Bill De Blasio's grasp during the year's Staten Island Zoo Groundhog Day ceremony died a week after the fall oh no the rodent predicted six more weeks of winter before tumbling several feet from the mayor's hands was not the zoo's famed staten island chuck but rather a stand-in yeah blah 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 but yeah the mayor of new york dropped a woodchuck and it died or a groundhog
1: (laughs) well unfortunately he wasn't predicting how long his winter was going to be
2: another movie that uh or shows like a prominent groundhog is uh Caddyshack
1: two. <laughs> yes, well <laughs> Which eight
2: um, that I actually like.
1: <laughs> now uh, there was oh, man, I, I actually I actually just read something that had said that in the part of part of the original script, um, Bill Murray was going to be like chasing the groundhog like on foot like a maniac. Like he was gonna be oh, like, yeah. ranged and like kinda lunatic. But um, a great had, well Bill Murray specifically pointed out that he thinks the audience members would have thought that would have been too much like Caddyshack. And uh-huh. so, so they chased so they changed it to a, a car chase. Okay, I'm gonna step away, listeners, for just a quick second. I need to get my phone charger.
2: Oh, I'll talk. Uh, I'll talk him through it. <clears throat> That's not bad for a quadruped is what he just said where's Netflix at? Can the listeners hear the, uh, the, 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 movie in the background? Uh, podcast identification. You're listening to unreal. No. Yeah. Is it unreal talk show with Aaron Scott Walker this week? We're just watching groundhog day episode four. At least it should be episode four. Let Aaron know what you think, get in contact with him on uh, Twitter or, does he do Instagram? I do Instagram, you can you can message me at the jet here. All right, a little on the nose there, Mayor. If I was gonna be a music man again, I'd probably play the mayor. Oh boy, where did he even go? He looks like some sort of quarry. How much more time in this movie do we got? About 37 more minutes. We certainly do appreciate those of you uh, (laughs) sitting through this. Who knows, maybe you're on a uh, long ride. But at the same time, we probably should be watching the movie, so don't watch a movie and drive at the same time, otherwise you'll meet the demise of Phil Connors here. Looks to be a standoff between Phil in the truck and the uh, cameraman. He's about ready to experience his first death, I think, which, I mean, even for him, who's someone who's lived a bunch of these Groundhog Day lives would be, I don't know, this would be quite a, quite a, quite a moment, I think, like you experience death.
1: How tragic. Boom. Hello, listeners. I'm back. Now
2: and uh, wow, well, he just died.
1: Like he just—he <laughs> is full on dead right now. And did Chris Elliott uh, just
2: say he could have survived that? <laughs> yeah, he was
1: like, okay, no, maybe not now anymore. Now yeah. that line that he had said, he's like, now don't drive angry. Uh, that was an improv line because, like at the time, the groundhog was like trying to escape Bill Murray's grip, and he was trying to climb over the dashboard. So he threw in the line, "Don't drive angry." Boom. Fun fact for you.
2: He just wanted to commit suicide. Like he oh. just woke up and said, oh, nuts, meaning like I'm still alive. Yep. Let me take this toaster.
1: <laughs> yeah. Would you like some uh, toast?
2: Um, this is where I guess people would say that it's definitely Buddhist because it's about rebirth. <clears throat> because, I mean, up to this point, he's just been waking up. But now he's like killing himself. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and rebirthing of literally. Why do you think he's doing this? I mean, he's trying all sorts of deaths.
1: Um, I think because at this point, he's just given up. He He's tried, you know, for in the, you know, let's say he's tried for nine years. Or let's or say at this point, you know, five years. He's tried for five years, stuck on the same day, trying to get what he thought would make him happy, and he can't get it. And then he tries to, you know, fill it his emptiness on the inside because he's he's I I just think he's truly alone. And he's found somebody in Rita to that, you know, makes him happy because she is intelligent. She's not like the other women that he normally goes for, but he can't have her. And so he goes to fill that hole with his ego and tries, you know, but he can't fill it because no matter what he does to try to make himself seem like, you know, this amazing person. You know, it just, it's not enough. Because he, I think that Rita balances him. She constantly reminds him like, yes, you're good at what you do, but you're also a human. She Makes like, him human. <clears throat> yeah. You, you, he keeps her, keeps him grounded. And he, I think he recognizes that. <laughs> so also kind of a different sign of the times because you know again there there's a lot of religious implications with this but you know let's go back to you know what we were talking about with kevin smith you know kevin smith had dogma and you know he received death threats because of it it's unreal and and as far as i know that's not the case with harold remus so
2: Oh, people don't. People don't like wizards or uh, like whatever Harry Potter is, like witches oh, yeah. and whatnot. But they'll they're they're fine with the Wizard of Oz. It's oh, just yeah. it's just selective uh, outrage. Yeah. Cancel culture. Absolutely. Oh, that's a whole other podcast. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I think for my birthday, I want to do a Trump versus Biden. Uh, <clears throat> what am I trying to say here? Just. Really bash Trump and then just say why you should vote for Biden, just because it's fun.
1: Just just to do it. Back
2: to the movie. (laughs) (laughs) I'm kind of prepping my next podcast at the same time. Getting really close to my birthday.
1: Happy birthday!
2: I'm not going to be 37 in a row. In a row. Now, see, here's what he should do. He should prove himself to be a, a god. That and would that, be that would be
1: nuts if he can do that, you know? And he's doing it right now. We're about to we're about to witness her believe him.
2: Oh mm. this is sweet.
1: It is very sweet.
2: Oh my god! I'm getting like for clefts. I don't. I don't even understand why. It's. It's. His,
1: it's his. It's his. It's his, it's his, it's his, it's his, del- his yeah, delivery. It's his delivery.
2: It's so soft. Yeah. Yeah. No. Don't mind me. I'm gonna go drink some whey protein.
1: <laughs> you know where the weight room is. <laughs> I'll check it out.
2: I'm gonna go to the store and not wear a mask. <laughs> If you wear a mask, that means you support science.
1: Yeah, and then, and then he doubles down here. He, he's he's going to prove, he's like, once and for all, he's like, there's no way you cannot believe me if I do this. And then she believes him. So this, this starts answering the question, like, you know, the first part of it, you know, what would you do if you didn't believe the person, which all the way up to this point, Rita never believed that he was reliving the same day over and over again. But then she finally bites and says like, okay, well, you know, maybe I should hang out with you and see what happens. And then now they are just having a legitimate evening. and if you're if you're watching this movie for the first time you you start to get you know i remember watching this movie with my dad you know when i was very very young and thinking that we were getting pretty close to the ending because you know they're they're finally having their moment like you know everything is all everything is authentic right now he's open you know it it seems like he has finally reached what he has needed to learn but then We will shortly find out it was not enough. How depressing is that?
2: Very, very depressing.
1: But at the same time, though, if he didn't have this, like what she just said right here, it's like, well, maybe it's not a curse. It just depends on how you look at it. That sort of insight. And because, you know, he is able to be able to remember everything that every piece of advice that's given to him every day, you know, okay, it depends on how I look at it. So it's not a curse. It's just something that I need to I need to grow from, I need to learn from. I need to mm-hmm. I need to become part of it rather than fight against it.
2: Oh, she thinks it's a midnight thing. That's funny.
1: Yeah. I never said midnight.
2: <laughs> God you have this memorized. I have some of it memorized, but not all of
1: it. Yeah, I, so for all the listeners right now, as I've already said, uh, said before, I I was pushed very, I I wouldn't say I was pushed very hard, but I was encouraged to memorize like any line from any movie because like my dad always kind of challenged me by just throwing out random movie lines, like, and I would have to either be able to follow it up with the next line or just, or at least know where it came from like that was just kind of the game that we played um cuz he w- cuz he's awesome at it like he's if you if anybody thinks that like I'm good at like memorizing movies like he is lef- like head over heels better than me at it um but like it just sparked like a kind of a competitiveness between us so mm-hmm. i just started like that's how i can remember like full debate cases whenever i was giving mm-hmm. speeches in high school like i could just you know, my dad gave me a good piece of advice, very Buddha of him. Um, you know, he's like, you know, you remember, because I, I wasn't doing very well in history. Um, and he's like, you know, he's like, you, re- you memorize these movies. Why don't you just act like your class is just like a movie? Like the stuff that the content, like just like make a movie in your head about the content mm-hmm. that you're mm-hmm. reading and just memorize that. And it worked like the very next oh, wow. like quarter, like my grade bumped up like a full letter.
2: That's your learning style. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's one of these movies where it's like they don't ever need to remake it. These mm-hmm. two are perfect.
1: Yes. Now, uh, you ever see the movie The Rocker with uh, Rain Wilson? Yeah. Okay. Um, that that song "Tomorrow Never Comes" is like literally like the the movie Groundhog Day just written into a song oh wow the the opening lyric is you wake up with the same old song and I got you babe is or with the radio on and I got you babe is the same old song like the first line boom Groundhog day back to the movie
2: laying in bed let me get an attempt with
1: her right? yeah' They're just enjoying it understanding that. He most likely will not have this moment again why try to spoil it jeez and it's unfortunate knowing that like at this like this movie kind of started Harold Remus's and Bill Murray's you know beef with each other
2: yeah they, and, they uh they reconciled on his deathbed though right
1: yes yeah yeah they did they had kind of like a closed door meeting and they they reconciled um shortly before he had passed and i'm, who's I'm, the, I'm who, go, ahead. go ahead no go ahead i was
2: just gonna say who's the antagonist in that uh in that in that duo because i mean harold Ramis seems like a pretty outgoing guy and you know bill murray he's like these good characters we know he's always been kind of eccentric right
1: um yeah, Bill Murray has always been kind of an eccentric person, but I think Bill Murray has been, I think Bill Murray has just always kind of accepted the philosophy that like, you know, life is what you make it. And so I think he just tries to live life in probably most ways that people can't just because they don't have the, the the means to do it. Um, but just, you know, like, you know, crashing random people's weddings and, you know, like just messing with people like that. Um, but uh, so in this article from Mental Floss that I'm reading here um, it said uh, Remus admitted that his old friend and fellow Stripes and Ghostbusters star was uh, really irrationally mean and unavailable at times and often late to set though he attributed the behavior to a divorce Murray was going through at the time outside of a few words on the wake and one bar and one bar mitzvah Murray stopped speaking entirely to Remus for 20 years only to finally bury the hatchet on Raimi's deathbed before passing away from complications due to autoimmune inflammatory, uh, not even going to try to pronounce the next word, in 2014.
2: <clears throat> <I'm talking coughs> Actor director here, wow. Yep. I'm starting to really hear their their voices in the uh, radio program, too.
1: Mm hmm. And he's seem- was- oh, go ahead.
2: I was gonna say, he just seems very frustrated that he, uh, he woke up that morning because it's like, what do you want me to do? I didn't hit on her.
1: <laughs> right, exactly. Yeah, but then I think at this point, he's like activating the advice. It's what you make it. So right now, like, you know, he's making time for himself to read a book, enjoy it, gets inspired to start playing the piano. It's like, okay, well. I have all the time in the world, you know, and that's something that, you know, we could be doing in quarantine right now. Like as soon as you recognize that you're going to be stuck in the house for 24 hours a day for the next month or so there, are, I mean, go on YouTube, you know, you can learn how to play Bohemian Rhapsody on the piano by just watching mm-hmm. YouTube videos at, at slow motion. So he's, but this- <laughs> he's kind of activating what, you know, he had, you know, he didn't have YouTube at that time. But you know, he has a thousand dollars every day to spend, so he doesn't have to worry about you know losing that money, so he can just constantly give this woman a thousand dollars to teach him how to play piano. Um, <laughs>
2: and here comes this the child. <laughs> yeah, and then she's
1: just so confused. she's like, the, "Why?" <laughs> now, uh, real quickly, this the first scene of him like playing piano, um, that we actually see him play. Um, relatively well is actually Bill Murray playing the piano. Well, there you go. Made his day so much better.
2: <laughs> it's just a conversation, bro. Yeah.
1: <laughs> so th- this right here is actually Bill Murray. Bill Murray could not, uh, Bill Murray could not read music but he was playing from what he like how like he heard it
2: okay this is another one that the internet says like it's when you're trying to figure out how much time you try to figure out how much time it would take for him to learn eye sculpting which is just such a daunting task yeah not only learn how to do it but do it really well like he just sculpted an angel <laughs> like almost effortlessly <laughs> And now like, he's playing rock on and off <laughs> on the piano.
1: Yeah. I can't hear that without thinking of uh, Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory. It mm. was the the musical code to get into uh, the Chocolate Factory.
2: Oh, wow. I didn't know that. Yeah. Yeah, that. As I told you, try to watch that on Broadway.
1: <laughs> I, I would like to. Blow your mind. And then... He's overly friendly to Ned Ryerson. <laughs> what
2: are you doing later?
1: <laughs> Can you call in sick? My lands. <laughs> it just sp- sprints.
2: <laughs> I'm so glad he's not stepping in the puddle anymore. That was yeah. really. Messing up my day. Oh. I got a sneeze. <laughs> the homeless man. You know this home. I'm not even. I have never heard this before, but I bet this homeless man probably signifies God, right? Like um, that. Or the, I, is the, is there some argument for that?
1: I honestly <sighs> have not read that specifically. Well um, he could
2: because he's always there.
1: He is always and there. And you
2: would never expect it to be him. Right. The only problem is on his final day, he doesn't really acknowledge the, the homeless mate, I don't think.
1: Yeah. Well, I think you could kind of cross reference the uh that kind of tactic of having the unassuming person be the god figure in uh Bruce Almighty, whenever uh, uh Morgan Freeman is the janitor, but he's actually God. Um, mm, yeah you know so it's kind of somebody that's always in the background and dogma um, and yeah and in dogma so like just it's always kind of somebody in the background you know pulling the strings from far away uh, i think you ever see the movie bedazzled
2: i believe i have seen that
1: with brendan fraser and, yeah i have i
2: have seen that. yeah
1: um elizabeth hurley yeah <laughs> um uh,
2: definitely a smoke show <laughs> <laughs>
1: um like there there was a god figure in that movie as well it was the the prisoner that you know he got tossed in with oh yeah and meanwhile
2: that... the mayor dies choking <laughs> <laughs> on a rib yeah or
1: exactly like that's something that you also have to think about like later in this film like the mayor would have died because he's at the town hall eating a chicken wing and just can't you know not swallow it whole apparently <laughs> bereft
2: oh she's getting turned on
1: <laughs> so long Sorry if you're hearing all this leathery rustling, just situating my chair. Yeah.
2: If this is his last day, I'm interested in how much uh happiness he spreads around. Yeah. Does he have any does he increase any
1: suffering? Well, one thing that I was going to kind of touch on just a second ago is, you know, just kind of how helpless you would feel knowing that you're you're trying your best every single time that you respawn on this day to save this old guy but like it's his last day like there's nothing you can do about it like it's this it's his time and that's just something that maybe something buddha would even say is something that you need to accept like when it's time to let something go it's just time to let it go like yeah, you, you know like there's you know whether it be you you have to cut it out of your life to increase your own happiness and decrease your own suffering or if it's just something that you know might bring you happiness but no matter what you do to keep it you gotta let it go there's nothing lasts forever boy.
2: and speaking of letting it go whatever god put phil connor's in this purgatory like when are you gonna let it go right (laughs) Right, eventually this has got to end
1: yeah (laughs) unfortunately on the first few times that he tried this he gave one of the women a heart attack from startling them oh no way No, I'm joking
2: (laughs) oh my
0: oh my
1: and he definitely would have died because she assumed it was a heart attack
2: and it's the mayor too yeah it's a
1: crazy day how is there not like some form of you know at least like one form of security near him i would imagine that even in a town like punksatawney pa you know there's some form of you know protective security around also something you wouldn't see today hey let me light your cigarette in the middle of this restaurant
2: johnny on the spot (laughs) johnny on the spot bam Oh my!
1: <laughs> this is similar to, um, in like in Chasing Amy, where he's like, "So you just trace? So you're just a tracer?"
2: Yeah, yeah, for sure. No, there's m- way more into it. Shading. Yeah. And-
1: <laughs> he puts down a two dollar tip and immediately picks it back up. Dude, oh, I learned scumbag. more about.
2: Yeah. Oh my! I learned more about freaking relationships from Chasing Amy than I ever did in any any other format. <laughs>
1: Chasing Amy is um, one of the uh, most—it's—it's a hidden gem of astute knowledge and wisdom. So I would imagine, but I mean, this is this has got to be dialing in on the remaining, you know, ten years or ten thousand, however you want to see, you know, whatever the intended years versus you know what Harold Remus said that was actually 10 years uh, 10,000
2: years seems like so long
1: like my lands i i just couldn't imagine i can i can't imagine 10 years
2: yeah it's it's unfathomable i just feel like he would just be a husk of himself after 10,000 years
1: <laughs> i mean but how do you not become somewhat all knowing which is what you know he was kind of displaying a a god feature of being you know omnipotent. Uh, omnipotent, right? Yeah, yeah. It's like you know, I know you know everything about this person. I know everything about that person. You know, I know everything about you, and I know what this person right here is about to say. Like, you know, maybe I am a god. I don't know, but is that implying that you're you yourself or your own god, and you're in control of? Oh, that—that's your uh, own happiness.
2: That's definitely Eastern philosophy. You know, uh, yeah. re- religion lies within. Yeah. You, and and also just think about praying, you know, who who are the two people that you can't bullshit yourself and God. Yeah. Right? So, so when you're, when you're praying, you're just, you're kind of just putting your own thoughts out there. Right. Under the impression that you're talking to somebody who isn't taking your bullshit. So, <laughs> And that's the thing. If he were to BS his way through this day, he wouldn't, he would go on to the next day or he would go on to February 2nd again, because
1: yeah, no, it
2: wasn't. It wasn't real, right? So apparently, increasing happiness the, means yeah. I was going to say
1: increasing make, all the happiness right now <laughs> by playing, playing a real piano. good piano. Just, I mean, because he's stuck in Punxsutawney, and if everyone in town is in Punxsutawney right now, how can you spread the most happiness if you know sixty percent of the people in town are in this one room listening to you play piano and having a good time? and then he zeroes in on the one person he wants to increase the happiness the most. God,
2: it would be so nice to you know have like go out and you're with a woman and just Oh, every, like on a first date. <laughs> yes. Yeah.
1: Oh, you're the nice guy from the video store that got me that movie from the shelf I couldn't reach. Oh, he saved my life back in Vietnam. I love this man. Which means that he definitely choked in the other, like, alternate universes. <laughs> yeah. The mayor
2: wouldn't be at the Groundhog Day dance.
1: No. It would uh, it'd be a very dread... I, you know, they probably wouldn't even have had this dance, honestly. Which is increasing happiness as well. Right?
2: Oh, yeah.
1: Oh, yeah. Because that would have been bleak. <laughs> like, how are we going to have a Groundhog Day dance if uh, the mayor is dead? <laughs> this
2: is the most like random, like increase yeah. in happiness too.
1: Here's these tickets to WrestleMania.
2: Okay, I got one. And this is ninety three. Who was the WrestleMania main event in ninety
1: three? Ooh, yeah, good question.
2: Um, that would be Hulk Hogan, obviously. It looks like uh was that going to be rick Flair?
1: Ric Flair? Yeah. Woo! Loved Ric Flair. Uh oh he kissed the girl on the cheek and now she ain't having it but she can kiss she can kiss Phil Connor's on the lips and he was supposed to be okay with it but he kissed Rita on the cheek and she yanked him out of the out of the party mm-hmm. talk about a double standard
2: I'm trying to look at the main event, who the main event was, because I don't think it was who I thought it was. Damn. I'm missing the movie. (laughs) 1993 WrestleMania main event. First was the seemingly unstoppable Yokozuna challenging Bret Hart. Yeah. Yeah.
1: All right. So I would be, I mean, sh- should I be for or against what they're doing right now? Because like, it's kind of like the, re- it's kind of the reverse of what would normally happen. Like it would be chauvinistic to have a bunch of women up there that, you know, men are auction you know, bidding on to have a date for. So instead, you know, they're letting the women bid on the men to have a date with. Should I be pro or against that? I don't know.
2: It's, it seems like we probably wouldn't do it, but it's like a different time. You know, that Dirty Dancing movie, don't they just have like a random abortion scene in the middle of it? They, yeah, they, they, they
1: at least discuss it, yeah. Like,
2: yeah,
1: so it's, oh, it's a different time. Another, another great thing that I would love to have happen on a first date is I get put up on stage to be bid on and every, <laughs> every hot is <laughs> throwing their life savings. Oh, and then Rita just pulls out the checkbook. What do I have in the bank? and just write a check for it. Beat that, ladies. Yeah, suck on those lemons. Get out of here, you poor hillbillies. I'm from the city. I got a checkbook.
2: (laughs) She's got a very pretty face, you know? Like, she's not like... I don't
1: know. Oh, my God. Can you imagine being this guy?
2: (laughs) (laughs) he does a little turn he makes bill murray look good
1: 75 cents Ugh. what's two bits i he said 25 cents so i guess that's what it is it's What's I, 2 bits <laughs> okay right. so uh, let's watch this scene and we're going to come back to something that uh Rita was having difficulty of things saying. Uh-huh. Little recall. Okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> uh, so originally she was supposed to say let's not ruin it but she could not say the word ruin so they had to change it to spoil uh she can't say the word ruin she couldn't say it properly and i honestly think that she is absolutely gorgeous she's like a traditionally beautiful woman and especially and her- in the scene with like the snow and everything like she's just very very pretty
2: And her not being just a total whore is even better.
1: (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Her brain. Yeah, I'd say it takes about 10 years to get that good. (sighs) Unreal.
2: Music does so much for movies, I swear.
1: Absolutely. It's the music
2: that swells.
1: He finally says I love you and she accepts it because she feels the same way. Like that's for me that's always been like a powerful moment too. So what's the message here? Like you'll you'll get the love of your life if you're
2: if you have a perfect day. <laughs> I <don't, laughs> I I think that you try your best to I, re- reduce the suffering.
1: Yes, I I honestly think that once he he spent the literally the entire day this day helping as many people as he could physically get to at any point in time, and then at the end of it, you know, he he got out of purgatory, so. It's it's I mean I guess the message just has to be like as long as you are focusing on other people, the happiness that you subconsciously want, you know, will will eventually happen. If if you just des- you know, if it's meant to be. Because I don't think that like you can't because if Rita ultimately didn't want to be with him, she wouldn't be. So I don't know. Oh, how
2: happy would you be realizing that it moved on?
1: <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> I would jump out the window and like kill myself accidentally. I don't know. Out oh wow. of happiness. Yeah.
2: And then you actually die.
1: Yeah. How dreadful would that have been? He's so happy he jumps out the window, not thinking.
2: Uh, uh, is it implied that they had sex? Uh,
1: I don't think it is. I think it's implied that they just went to bed because she's. I mean, she still has her day clothes on. That would be prostitution. That w- technically, yes.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I could have just said that. And you wouldn't slap me in the face twenty-five times. Yeah.
1: <laughs> he's probably laughing because he legitimately said "stay" the first time, and she did, and she didn't want to. So he's probably mm. thought it was pretty funny. Like, oh, I say "stay" now, and you stay.
2: It's like a Christmas movie.
1: Yeah. I would literally start crying. Well done, Phil. Bravo.
2: You didn't rob a bank.
1: <laughs> <laughs> or, you didn't or, swindle it, a woman to believe you, you went to high school with her. Them. Yeah, most of them manipulate them to get into bed. Call them the wrong name. <laughs>
2: it's Nancy <laughs> whatever
1: <laughs> whatever
2: it's been so long since the days were piling up this last day kind of last 20-25 minutes but that's fine yeah hey before we get off here I always talk about Avengers in, in, Endgame and Infinity Wars did you like those movies as much as I did
1: um I really like the Avengers movies I I just
2: can't get over. I just, I'm I, serious. I, I could watch them again and again. I, I, <laughs> from from an talking uh, to a comic book guy, one of my one of the I, biggest I, comic book guys
1: I know. I I think that we just got so used to like getting them pumped out for so long that like I just got so excited for the next one, and then whenever we start w- once we hit this like phase transition mm-hmm. into like the next phase of the MCU and like the next storyline, uh, like it, I I don't know. I'm just kind of like getting stale. So now I'm I. Now there's a lot of other stuff on Disney Plus that I could watch that I haven't seen yet. Yeah. You know, it's just like, I keep fighting that. So I want to rewatch them, but I'm like, there's so much other stuff that I should be watching that, you know, that it that is Avengers related that I could get caught up on.
2: He wants to live there now?
1: Yeah, he wants to live in Punxsutawney.
2: <laughs> you just spent 10,000 years there.
1: <laughs> I mean... And you could probably get that Airbnb on Airbnb. But you know what? Everything that he just did for this entire town, like they know exactly who he is. So he would immediately fit right in. Like I guarantee you, he would get a job at the local news station being their weatherman. He would be able to pull Punxsutawney Phil out every single year. Like that that mayor owes him one. So if he said, hey, like just let me be that person every year going forward.
2: Yeah, he'd probably be a state senator, man. I'll tell yeah. you what. All right, man.
1: Wow, we, wrap up. we are we wrapping it. it up. That was a uh, long episode. That was a very, very long episode. I'm very glad to to have went through this journey with you. We broke down a lot of a uh, very classic film.
2: Do we set through the? we set through the credits?
1: Uh, nah. We don't. We don't have to sit through the credits. It's not all set, right,
2: man. Well, you know, hey.
1: Credit cookies. Post production,
2: you're gonna you're gonna produce this, and then you're gonna send me the MP3, and I'll put it on um. I'll put it on, uh, I'll put it on com.
1: All right. Sounds great, man. Well, Bye, uh, bud. had a lot of fun.
2: Yeah, man. Think about the next movie. Cause I, I think I picked this one, didn't I?
1: Uh, yeah. Yeah. So uh, I'll, uh, I'll take a look and I'll see what we, what we got. All right, buddy. I'll All talk to right. you later, man. See you, bud. See you. Bye. Well, that's going to wrap it up for us today on Unreal Talk Show. Thank you again so much for everybody who's stuck with us watch the movie if you guys have any thoughts about what happened with groundhog day or if you have any movies that you would like us to be able to commentate with you and join in on the fun go ahead and email us at unreal talkshow at gmail.com or you can follow us on twitter at unreal capital t uh, also be sure to follow the Judger, just how it sounds on twitter as well for all updates for oops all topics content be sure to follow subscribe and review on apple podcasts and at podbean on excuse me on podbean Um, We are going to try to make this a regular thing and one thing that I would like to do is on the days that we decide to record this, um, I'd like to start posting the link to the Netflix watch party. So while you will not be able to hear us commentate on it in real time, you can at least put into a chat. Uh, what you are thinking about the movie, and we can commentate it, and you can hear it back on the podcast uh, once you rewatch it, or excuse me, once you re-listen to it. Uh, thank you again, everyone, for listening. Once again, this is Unreal Talk Show with Aaron Scott Walker on the Oops All Topics Network, reminding you always to lose your fear and find your voice. Later.